This is the Katie's Tech Podcast, Episode 5, recorded June 4th, 2014. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is the Katie's Tech Podcast. The purpose of this show is to go over the main news stories of the day that happen to catch my eye. Not necessarily the top news stories, just the ones that I personally find most interesting. So let's get started. The first one that jumped out at me today was an article that's more of a follow-up to a news story that's been in the news, and that's the finding of the Atari cartridges, specifically, I believe, the E.T. games from the 80s that were disposed of in a landfill. That doesn't sound very interesting, but that's a, what it is. It's a big urban legend, or at least we always considered it kind of an urban legend, from the 80s that the E.T. game for the Atari was so bad sold so few units, there were so many left over that they had no way to dispose of them. So they literally just went into the desert, dug a hole, and buried them. Well, like I say, rumor, urban legend, that's all anybody really ever had to go on up until just in the last couple months where a documentary crew publicized that they had actually followed up and tracked down the landfill and dug up these games. So they actually found the actual specific landfill, documented the whole thing, really neat. But what's made the news today is the fact that some of these cartridges are being donated to museums. The the headliner was the Smithsonian, but I'm sure there'll be several other museums that are brought in on this. I believe they said there was 100 cartridges that were being donated. So who knows? Maybe in a museum near you, you'll be able to go see one of these urban legend verified cartridges. Personally, I'm more interested in actually getting a hold of the documentary and actually being able to watch the process because I have a a good bit of nostalgia. I can remember having an Atari 2600 playing E.T. I guess we were one of the the few people who were tricked into getting that cartridge. I'll be honest, I never figured out how to play it. All you had was this little stick figure E.T. that walked around. But anyway, second new story that I found interesting was the Redbox Verizon battle that appears to be going on in the news. And what happened is earlier this morning, a user, I believe it was on Twitter, posted a screenshot of their Netflix screen that was buffering. And that's not terribly surprising. That happens a lot. For anybody who watches a lot of Netflix TV shows, you've seen it rebuffer depending on your internet connection. So nothing really atypical about seeing the message but what was more interesting was the text that was at the bottom of the, the buffering message, which actually said that the Verizon network was too crowded and Netflix was doing what it could to fix the issue, basically rebuffering and adjusting. Well, that made the news because it was basically Netflix calling Verizon out and saying that the issue was on Verizon's side. Uh, Verizon responded uh, later this afternoon saying that... Um, that was just a publicity stunt, that Netflix was, was giving that message falsely, that this issue was not on the Verizon network, and there was no issue that they were investigating, but they, they were not owning up to any issue. Uh, for those of you who may remember, there was just a little while back, and this kind of ties into my net neutrality conversation from a couple days ago, is the fact that Netflix did negotiate, at a cost to Netflix, a prioritized connection to Comcast not too long ago. And 
personally, I can see this as being a, a posturing, either a negotiation tactic or just a preemptive method sent, of Netflix sending a message to Verizon as some way of gaining leverage in their negotiations for something similar. So, true or not, there is that you know thought that Netflix is just looking to gain ground, or there could have actually been an issue in Verizon's network, and, and that was Netflix's way of publicizing it if Verizon, in case Verizon was not addressing it. So, not a lot of information known detail-wise, but it's kind of interesting to see them go back and forth in the news this morning. The third article that I saw that I thought was interesting was that more information is coming out about the Apple's metal which is their addressing of the graphics chip at the metal, which is more of a OpenGL replacement. It doesn't actually address at the metal, but it does thin it down to a point where the hardware can take advantage of the graphics chip. And this was stuff that was released Monday at the uh, Apple's WWDC, WWDC conference. And a lot of the news sites are starting to pick this up and... A lot of people are wondering about how this could affect the future of the next generation Apple TV. There have already been talks about making use of the current, I believe it's A7 processor that's in the iPad, which is a really underutilized processor. It's very powerful for what it is. Or even possibly the next A8, which you know has got to be coming this fall for the next generation of iPad. So if they didn't come out with an Apple TV at the same time with that processor or even the A7 and utilize the, that metal graphics technology, then the next generation of Apple TV could give the consoles a run for their money. And just as I discussed, I think, the other day about how the current iOS 8 improvements that you're seeing in, in the, the Apple portable devices are basically destroying the handheld console market for gaming, the 3DSs, 3DSis, Sony Vita, I believe is their current generation of PlayStation Portable, but with with that destroying, with Apple just taking over the mobile gaming market, it kind of makes sense to look at what they could do to the console market. I can definitely see the Apple TV stepping up to the next thing. It's already a very popular especially in my house, but I know a lot of other people also use it. Netflix and, and basically a living room device to address your media. So why not bring in the gaming and step that up with the options of using you know, your phone or your iPad as a controller or even dedicated third-party controllers. There's a lot of options there for how Apple can take their game market to the big screen with a level of graphics that's competitive. So that's that's something that, that's really interesting that, that's going to get a lot more press just building up to the fall when hopefully Apple will release their new hardware for the year. And hopefully we'll see a new Apple TV, possibly with gaming console abilities. So There you have it. Those are the top articles that caught my eye for the day. Thanks for tuning in to the Katie's Tech Podcast, and we'll see you next time.